Welcome. I want to touch on the spirit of giving back a bit. In bonus content over 12 days, I am challenging myself to bring people forward in stories on angelically giving, 12 days of tales of love and generosity. In this series, witness the unveiling remarkable story of 12 individuals who have triumphed over adversity and despite facing their own trials, have chosen a path of faith and selfless giving. Hi, welcome back to our 12 days of giving episode with giving in love as, as the foundation and today I'm so excited because through connections and through outreach, I have Miss Jessie Ray of Tough Mission. She is the founder and CEO of this wonderful organization, and she's going to tell us all about it. Welcome, Miss Jessie. How are you? Hi, I'm doing so well. Thank I you. I just want to thank you in advance for coming and participating in our 12 days of giving and, and just showing the world that it's okay to give. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Of course. Thank you for having me. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? <laughs> okay, so if I take it all the way back, let me explain a little bit. Um, so I was um, a child of a single parent, like underprivileged family. So like my mom had, you know, three kids and she was divorced and then she struggled and she struggled with her mental health. So then um, I, of course, I think all three of her kids struggled with mental health as well. Um, I made some choices as a kid, but it ended up that I had this really, really awesome mentor named Miss Elrod. And uh, shout out to her. And um, so she was a teacher that she just paid like a lot of attention to my little family. And she um, took us to church and she took us to youth group and she bought us like school clothes and school supplies. And like they had like snack cart and stuff. So she would give us money so that we would have like money for snack, you know, because we were like poor, you know. And so um, she did so much for my family that I wanted to be just like her. And um, and I grew up thinking that I was going to be a mom just like her and all that. But I really like suppressed a lot of like my childhood trauma and a lot of the mental health problems. I just like acted like if I pasted a smile on and if I acted like everything was okay, all was going to be well. <laughs> but um, it didn't turn out that way. And I made some really weird choices that ended up where I actually was a single parent too, kind of like similar to my mom. And I was struggling with like mental health and I was struggling with like forgiving her while also kind of resembling her in some ways and forgiving myself and, and forgiving my ex-husband and, and, you know, so much stuff. And I was wrestling and I, I lost my way for a while and I felt, I like fell into a life of addiction. Well, at first I had cancer and then I, I fought through that stage four cancer. I, in the middle of that process of fighting through that cancer, um, I wrestled with like why my life was the way it was and, and all the things that I lost in the process and, and where my kids going to remember me. And, and, and so, um, anyway, in the bottom of that, well, I found my relationship with the Lord and Jesus met me there in my really, really broken place. And, um, Amen. and he called out my name and he started saying, wait, I have a plan for you and I've had it all along and I'm going to use every single bit of all of those stories that you went through. And we're going to formulate something beautiful that you feel proud, you know, a, a, 
proud about your life and you don't feel ashamed and full of um, hatred for your past, you know? So like, cause grace, you know, like you're going to just give yourself grace and you're going to give others grace, you know, and, and that's how it's going to work. So, and, um, and so then there became the slow sanctification of my life. And, um, and that was in 2015. And um, thankfully, cancer went into remission um, shortly after that, actually, or after I gave my life to the Lord. And, um, you know, like I, I would say that I was a prodigal because I did believe in the Lord. Like when Miss Elrod was taking me to church, I went to youth group and I wanted to be like in youth ministry. And I wanted to like, you know, like I said, I wanted to be her. So she she used to take kids to youth group and take us all these camps and stuff. So I knew I was going to be like that. I just thought I just knew it, you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, God grants us the desires of our hearts. Right. And even if we kind of like reroute the plan a little bit, he still gives us such a beautiful story. So that's kind of how um, all of the background kind of formulated Tough Mission, which is a parachurch organization. It's like a nonprofit, but um, but we work alongside of the church because my goal is really outreach to try to find those that are lost and broken, kind of like how I was and how my mom was, and um, and kind of find those people and give them like a community, and then find them like churches to kind of plug them back into. We give them opportunities to like kind of volunteer and serve inside Tough Mission. Their kids can come hang out with them while they do different things, like we're doing a book study and and a devotional. And, and in the process of that, like the kids get to go and, and explore all kinds of different creative coping skills, like different art forms and music and reading and writing and e-sport competitions and all kinds of different things. So they have that going on while we work with the parents on um, kind of just teaching them how to like connect after feeling like such a outcast for so long. Like if you're a new convert, like a Christian convert, you know, you have a hard time like getting out of that addiction crowd and the bar crowd that accepted you and trying to go into a church crowd where sometimes you're not really accepted, you know, mm, so that kind of warm face. Yeah. So trying to just bridge that gap a little bit and kind of give them something to do in the meantime, while the Lord is, you know, sanctifying them and working through their processes too. So kind of that's really the background story and what Tough Mission is doing now. And, and we do a lot of different things, but that's kind of, that's kind of it. It sounds that a lot of your personal experiences from trauma influence, um, you know, influence what you're doing forward. Um, how do you use, mm-hmm. how do you, how did those personal experiences influence the causes or initiatives that you chose to support and put your full effort in? Well, basically because um, I was like, I was, walking through it firsthand. So I believe that because of all those experiences, I have like this unique perspective. Um, So all of the different projects that Tough Mission started with are all projects based out of what I know that either A, it did help me stay connected to the community and to the church um, so that our family stayed connected throughout all those trials. Um, And B, uh, that these are all things that like, um, for example, I was inspired by others, um, that directly impacted my life, like during all those times, like, so one of our projects is the BOGO birthday project. So like we give, um, birthday entertainment to underprivileged families at like whatever budget they can have. So one of my struggles as a single parent with three kids was trying to give them fun birthday parties. Like I would, it was either a party or a present, you know? So we would wrestle with all that. So that's one of the projects was based out of that. Um, 
And then we also take all of those leftover decorations from whatever that party is. And then we form a little birthday box and we add like a gift in there and we add some like links and resources. And then those boxes are given to um, social service um, centers. And then the social workers can give them to the families of like if a child is misplaced in their birthday month. That is also based out of my own childhood because I grew up sometimes not even celebrating my birthday or even knowing when it was. So, um, oh my God. so there were some things like that, that I know for sure that kids inside foster care, they, they struggle. They don't, they, they, it's a real, it's a real problem. So that's where that project came from. Then the second, another, that was the first project that we started working with. The second project was, um, the tough totes project. So that was like a family support bag and it has like a list of resources for each County. And it has like a board game for the family to do together. It has like some household necessities, like paper towel, body wash, like the good stuff, stuff that you wouldn't like, you don't buy body wash whenever you're struggling to like pay rent, you know, you get like bar soap, bar soap. Cheap, yep. you know? and like, <laughs> I see, I see like now like that we have uh, our, our money is a little bit more flexible now. And I see my kids, they can make their own money. So they buy like the fancy body washes and it's, it really is a luxury, but it seems like underprivileged families, they get like what's donated. And it's always like what's left over, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I, we started formulating these bags. We, like we get donations, um, our board collects things and then we get donations too. And we get, sometimes there's like gift cards to restaurants in there just so that they can go out to eat and just give them like an opportunity to just have fun as a family and then also be connected to us. And then, and then, but that in itself, it's not just, it's not just like a giveaway bag. It also has a little tag on it that they, and it encourages them to say, Hey, we, we are more blessed when we give than whenever we receive. And so if you want to get, you know, involved with, with, a with something, you know, you can fill this bag up with things that you have in your home, like either clothes or art supplies that you don't need anymore, or a game that you no longer play and you can bring it back to us. And then we'll give it to somebody else that might use it. You know, like your stored treasures don't have to collect moths, you know, <laughs> like they can, they can bless somebody else. And then that helps get them in that spirit of giving and working towards, um, doing the word. Cause you know, we can't just be hearers of the word. We had to be doers, you know? Yes. So that's where that project came from. And I know that it works personally because that's, that was the life change for me. You know, I, I had believed in God and I knew that I knew that he was good. And I knew that Jesus was a son, but it wasn't until I actually got like my feet in the ministry door. Like whenever I started doing stuff and I started, you know, rubbing shoulders with other Christians and learning what it was like to actually live the Christian walk. That's when everything's changed for me. And then um, that was the second project. And then let's see, the third project was the Connect and Create. And that basically is what our our big goal is. Our big goal is to have this huge or small <laughs> family fun center that can, um, um, and it's based out of Ephesians 2.10, um, like basically allowing a place for families to come together to hang out and explore all of these different creative coping skills they can if you know if a single parent has like like with my kids my experience was that my kids had different interests so I couldn't afford to get one into acting one into an esport competition one into coding you know that they, they, could, they couldn't explore all of those things it wasn't practical so a lot you know they didn't get to explore all of these outlets that some more privileged families can take, you know, and, and really channel their anxieties and their frustrations in life in that creative coping skill, you know, um, right. Underprivileged families might not even, there's like a lot of untapped potential because they don't even know how to 
hold a microphone or what their voice sounds like on a microphone. So my goal was to have this one place everybody can come and explore all those different things. Since we don't have a center yet, that's why we do those. We meet up um, at my church, actually, and we do those and we bring those in a biweekly thing. Like so we bring the different creative coping skills biweekly. But um, but yeah, the goal is to have one place. And then during that in that place, it would also serve as a teen foster closet so you could thrift and like having a little thrift store there oh Um, that would be great yeah yeah so little there's lots of different things like there would be a little bistro so then we would have host cooking classes in one night and we would have family karaoke and then we would have you know um they would be able to work towards a play like because there's all kinds of different outlets that we want to be able to let the kids explore um but you know in the meantime we just we have to keep it, you know, cycled down. But yeah, that each thing was all based out of things that I felt like, um, you know, being able to explore our creative coping skills is what helped keep us like not super depressed during those really hard seasons, you know, and it helped me learn about my kids. And, you know, when you're sitting there crafting together and you're, or you're playing a game together, you get to teach them manners about how to not like destroy others or mock somebody that they lost, you know, like, so you might not be able to put them in team sports, but you can teach them some of those same things, you know, um, even as an underprivileged family. So the goal is basically just to kind of provide some more opportunities for more families like that. <laughs> right. How about, and it seems that a lot of these, I mean, obviously you're helping cope, uh, giving coping skills and mechanisms for people to be able to use into action. But I'm sure that a lot of these projects were very heart-based and um, yes, yes. helped you heal from a lot of your, uh, Oh, for sure. A lot of the things that that you felt and and went through in your life, um, now that you have healed, you know, sometimes those wounds get reopened, and you we don't mean to, but you know, sometimes they're surface band aids, and then you know something is there to tear them off. What have you seen are the biggest hurdles that you've encountered yeah. while trying to give back, and what do you do to overcounter them? Well, honestly, um, the biggest hurdle is that I'm actually still an underprivileged family. (laughs) So so, um, that's the biggest one. But, you know, according to um, 2 Corinthians 12, um, you know, I don't know the whole verse um, by heart, but it basically summarizes his grace is sufficient. And Mm -hmm. it's and I'm made perfect in in my weaknesses because he can shine a lot, you know, a lot greater through me whenever I'm just broken. And, and, um, and so I think that as I sit here, like I doubt myself a lot. And then I have, um, a, a really good church community, like my pastoring team. I, I won't say it's not just my pastor, but the family pastor, but also their wives and just other women in the church, just some are leaders and some are just like elder women, you know, um, having those relationships, are key <laughs> because mm-hmm. I get bogged down and I'll say, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a girl with a GED and I don't know what I'm doing. And ah, you know, and, 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 and then they'll like, uh, and I'll call them with advice, you know, and the biggest thing is like, take a breath and remember, you know, like that, um, 
it's one step at a time, you know, and they'll just remind me of all the different things that um, I need to be reminded of, which is basically, it's not really about me. So I can't really fail him. There's nothing I don't, I'm not Noah being called to build an ark. You know, this is not this huge thing that needs to happen. It is something, it's a passion project for sure. Um, but it, it, it's not a certain timeline, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I, you know, That's I can... the second time Noah's arc has come up for me this week. Oh, and wow. the only thing that I keep thinking of is there's two things I keep thinking of. One is imagine if Noah had not listened to no. God and said, you know what? I don't believe this. You know, exactly. I, I'm, and then what if halfway through he said, you know what? I'm tired of these animals. Like I'm mm-hmm. tired of doing all this collection. You guys do you. I I can't be everybody's everything. Everybody's standing around watching exactly. me put in all these animals. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to go have a drink. Like exactly. I'm not doing, you know what I mean? What if Noah said that? You know what I mean? Like I know. what would have happened? I just keep thinking <laughs> and I know it's like so off topic, but what would have happened if Noah said, you know what? Forget this, man. Exactly. You people don't aren't even worth it. I'm sitting here collecting all these animals. <laughs> this place smells like dog poop. I can't do this anymore. Like, and I just I know it's adding a little humor to it, but it's Sunday and God does have us got a good sense of humor. Thank Amen. God. Amen. But it's I just keep thinking to myself, what if what if we give up on our on our dream and it shows. Mm-hmm in what we're doing in our, in our actions, because the enemy is going to come. The enemy comes to seek, kill and destroy. You know what I'm saying? And if he's coming to seek, kill and destroy, the first thing he's going to do is add distraction. Exactly. What do you do with these distractions in your life? Yeah. Uh, Well, and with me, I honestly, I, I feel like I get distracted really easily and I notice it really quickly too, though. So that's the good part. The distractions are, making sure that, um, or trying to avoid those distractions is actually part of the problem that I'm learning. I'm actually no longer trying to avoid the distractions. I'm using them. I bounce off of the distraction to catapult me (laughs) into more, into more focus because, um, because I used to just get really like defeated. Like recently, actually, I I got a little distracted, um, because I get so busy with the busyness. Like there are a lot of like small um, details to the nonprofit that I, I struggle with because I'm not like administration is not my gift. Like I can work with kids. I can like be funny. I can read the word and I can interpret, um, and help people and, and, and and apply. I have certain strengths, but administration is not one of them. And staying on time is not one of them. And, um, time management is not one of them at all. So I feel like, um, life in itself is a distraction. So, but I, th- I think that the big key thing that I've been learning this season, it's not really all the chaos in life that's distracting. What it is, is the emotions, the emotional like dysregulation. Like if we can just be like, okay, that is a distraction from the enemy. Mm. Um, goodbye. I'm not going to even give it any attention. You know, like, thank you for um, trying to distract me enemy. Cause then I know I'm doing something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, but step aside and then just m- catapulting it like a, with an anger. Cause I was getting really angry that I kept having all these fires. Like I had two cars no, right after I established the nonprofit the day, like I established it on eight eighteen twenty three. on eight twenty one, I was rear ended in a major, like a major car accident that she hit four other people. She was like a hit and run. She hit four other people. 
Like it was crazy. Oh my and, God. Thank God you're okay. Yeah. And that was after I was already still, it was only a few months after um, another car accident that I had had. So I was still healing. So it was like a double whammy. And like my fin- it threw my finances all out of whack. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, right after I established, right after I take this leap of faith, this is what the enemy wants to throw me, my way. So, okay. Okay. I see you enemy. I see what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I see mm-hmm. what's going on. I see the distraction. <laughs> I see you you there. So so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and plan something. We're going to go ahead and, and, you know, build this website. We're going to go ahead and while we're, while I'm using it as a catapult. So if my, if I'm not able to work, I'm going to put just as much time as I was working. I'm going to put all that into tough mission. Then that's what you Mm -hmm. get enemy right up in your face. (laughs) Well, and you know what, what does Jesus say? Like, you know, after, uh, after he started calling on his disciples to walk with him, then um, Luke 10, it starts talking about where he's calling 72 others because Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. so many people and there's so many helpers. So Mm -hmm. when he's calling on these 72 helpers, what does he tell them? Don't bring your shoes. Don't Mm -hmm. bring your clothes. Don't bring a book. (laughs) <laughs> don't bring a bag. Don't bring money. Don't bring deodorant. Come as yourself. Come with your peace. Yeah. That's the only thing I ask you. And that's basically what you shot in front of the enemy's face. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I was saying, you know what I'm going to do. And then at that moment we were like, okay, I don't even know what skills I have. Like, I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even have the full mission statement out yet. I knew what the passion was. and I knew that I had some ideas, but I didn't have it all like formulated. So that time was just exactly what I needed that the Lord was able to use and bless. And I was able to write up all those projects and then get that time to, you know, really formulate them. And then some other things happened that just like doors opened. We, I was like, I was building that BOGO birthday project and I was saying, what am I, why am I even going here with this? Like, I don't even understand. Like originally it was just the connect and create center, but then I was pulled in this weird birthday direction. And next thing you know, I get an email from a a large service center around here, like that works with all the homeless and foster families in this area. And they're like, Hey, we were needing some, like, we were thinking about developing some birthday boxes. And I'm like, that's so crazy. They're like, we just wanted like a little card or something in it. Is that something you could help with? And I'm like, weirdly enough, we just developed this entire project that I have 10 boxes ready for you right now. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's weird. (laughs) You know? So we, and then the board, like the people that were on the board, you know, we were, they were so brand new. None of us have been on a nonprofit board before. We don't know what we're doing. So we're, we're, they just are people that were from different churches. Some of them are in my same church now, or some of them are friends, you know? So we just kind of like blended together and they were like, they've been hearing me talk about this for eight years or longer. I've been, I've been planning this for a long time. So then they were like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And so when we, when I let them know, and I gave them that email, it was like goosebumps all over everybody's arms. You know, we all just looked at each other, like, wow. Did we do it right? Yeah. Are we good? You think we're we're okay? (laughs) Mr. Rogers talked and like, there was like a a thing on him, like a documentary. And he was saying that he's like, he made his plan for his life because he was going to be a minister. And then like some things changed. And he's like, this way being on TV, I can teach like biblical principles into a secular, secular world, like, you know, and, and be that, that, true outreach, you know, and, and I, and he said, so if I can give any advice, he's like, just guide your life, but make sure it's, it's able to drift. Like if you're driving a car, make sure your car drifts a little bit. So, so if God reroutes you, you can just change your plan a little bit and just at least stay in the same trajectory, but it's okay if your plans change a little bit, you know? And, um, and I love that. And I remind myself of that whenever we're, 
we're doing these things because it's been it's been a journey. <laughs> you know? um, sometimes you're in a season of you need to stay grounded and focused mm-hmm. when things are going or, you know, when there's distractions, that's when you have to stay more grounded and focused. But then there's some season with distractions that you just kind of have to coast on the water, float mm-hmm. on the water and just go with the current. Because if you, that grounding, that same grounding that worked for one will not work for another distraction. Amen. Some, Amen. Some, I, I it, you know, God is my redeemer. And, and Jesus Christ is, is who I, I, I live to be more Christ-like, mm-hmm. but, um, there are some principles in other, uh, areas and other thoughts that I, I do feel are evident in, uh, throughout, you know, Jesus speaks, uh, and, um, the Bible does speak of the winds and, and the earth and the water. So I feel like elements are very important and elements tell us something, you know, earthy elements are something that we need to be grounded in. It's, it's sinking. Mm-hmm. They don't move. They're pretty stable. And then the water, you know, water is something to me, you just kind of float on in some periods of distractions in your life. You have to kind of just float them through. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you pass over me. <laughs> I'm going to be silent and be still. And he says it, be still, yeah. be silent and still. And I'm going to let that problem, that distraction mm-hmm. pass right above me. And then I know I'm going to come out. And then in others, I have to say, no enemy, you are not going to yeah. do it. We are not doing it today. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. Not ever. See you later. See, <laughs> yeah. see the door on your way out, you know, whatever yeah. it is. So I truly, truly, truly believe that it, what you're saying about distractions is so, so real. Mm-hmm. And it's when, true when, too, though, about the being, sometimes you have to ground yourself and just like, see, like, what is this distraction trying to teach me, you know, like, or what am I, is there something that I'm missing here? And once, if you start getting, I know for me, if I get into that, like chaotic headspace where all of a sudden I feel like I have 20,000 things to do and no time to do them. That's whenever I have to stop everything. I drop everything. I spend some time with the word and I spend some time in stillness and quiet because that's whenever we get, that's when we're watered in the word. You know, that's how we grow. That's how we can produce better fruit because so we have to be watered in the word a little, you know, and just I, to me, I had to drown myself in the word. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had to like smother myself because I got some old ways that try to show up every now and then. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> they kind of creep up through, you know, sometimes you try. But I, yeah, I get frustrated. I notice I'm like, man, the last I checked, losing my cool was not a fruit of the spirit. And I'm over here. If I'm working with kids and I'm working with families, if I'm losing my cool on my own kids, that's whenever I start, like, I have to check myself. Like, I have to slow down and make sure that ministry has not become an idol to me, you know, like that, that the, that the work hasn't become more important than, you know, the, the, the maker of the work, (laughs) you know, so yeah, yeah, the mission. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's a, it's a fine balance that I always say, like, I'm not, I'm always learning that the only way we learn how to balance is by getting off balance, you know? So I'm in the season of every now and then I go off balance and then I'm like, Oh, Wait, it's okay. The Lord, the Lord is my firm foundation, and He will balance me back out. So just bear with me, folks. <laughs> and, and on that, and to that note, for those that are facing their own challenges, what advice would you give them on finding the strength to either give back um, or get through their hardships? Yeah. Well, um, I would say that you know, if you if they go and read Mark chapter twelve, like verses forty through like forty four, I think. Um, it talks about the widow with the three pennies and 
Um, and then I think over in Mark in chapter six, it talks about um, a little boy bringing the, the loaves and the fishies. And so if I could inspire anybody, I would say that to read the word and see that there are multiple times that broken, weak people brought just the bare minimal and God blessed it and did something powerful with it. You know, David, David was a tiny little boy and, um, you know, and he was still picked. So it's like, there are so many things. Moses had a stutter and he still delivered, um, (laughs) you know, the Israelites from Egypt. So there are so many things that, um, that God just, just, so if we just get out of our own way and bring whatever we have to offer God, to him humbly, I think that a lot of the times the things that hold us back are our own mind and our own limits, what we think we limit ourselves with, what we call ourselves and what we think about ourselves. And um, like I said, I'm still an underprivileged family, but I can still build a nonprofit to help serve underprivileged families. You know, like and you are I, speaking and you are speaking success into your existence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, I'm not like a just because this was the layout like I, I you know, I've been disabled. Um, on disability for 12 years. And I've been a single mom for all 12 of those years. Like I've been divorced and raising these kids and fighting through cancer. And then I ended up getting diagnosed with lupus. So then that was weird. Then ended up having a stroke after that just from lupus. So they're like, it was like back to back things. And it felt like all of these dreams to be like Miss Elrod and to be in Miss uh, or ministry and, and to do all these things. I thought like the enemy kept trying to steal it from me. And I thought he had, I thought I was giving him that. But the truth is, is that he doesn't steal anything from me. You know, because the Lord can give everything back and then some and make it so much cooler than I even thought it could be. You know, I wanted to be in ministry. I didn't truly think I was going to be building something like this. But in this in this process, I get to have quality time with my kids. I get to hang out with their friends while we mentor them and they get to mentor the younger kids. I I get to now um, teach worship at my church. I get to teach the dance moves and the young kids worship and teach them to have a heart for worship. You know, like there's so many opportunities that I've been able to be that I've been given just by saying, you know what, God, use me. All right. Yes. Yes, it is. You, whatever you want, just use me, you know, so it doesn't really have, to, you don't have to have anything special. I'm not, I'm not anything special. I'm just willing to say yes, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. I think that God blesses that and he, he, it's not, I don't think, I know because he says so. He says he blesses he say, that's what I say. He says it, he blesses it and multiplies it. <laughs> yeah, you bring flows and fish exactly. and trust me, the 5,000 people are going to eat. Exactly. And you know, if we can just rest in him, then we can wait on his timing. Then he will open doors. And if you just, if you see the open door, I would say, if somebody sees an open door, go for it, go run after it. Don't wait for when you're ready. Cause you're not going to feel ready because that's not faith. Like Mm -hmm. feeling ready isn't the faith, you know? Um, So if you put the faith forward, then as soon as you see that open door, then you'll be like, okay, yes. And you go for it and don't stress yourself out. Obviously, you know, like don't take on too much, but, um, but you know, if, if you have time and you're balancing things out and putting the the time with the Lord first, I think that anybody can, um, you know, anybody can build that. But if you're following after a dream and, and, you know, you put at least, 10 minutes or 15 minutes aside every single day to work on that. Like I was working on tough mission for eight years, trying to build some of these things. And I had a lot of different plans and they failed and, and, and reroutes and, and, and ideas. And then it ended up turning into a nonprofit organization. And, I, and I'm so glad it did like, cause now it's like a family feel like we have a board and we have like a, a team vibe, you know, like instead of, and we can get support from churches, we can get support from grants and, and, um and by other, you know, just random people when they start, you know, like they, they just donate. So it's, you know, it was God, God built something in his timing. And so, um, 
you know, we just have to say yes, you know? <laughs> we have to be, uh, yeah, yeah, that's sorry. great. What are you looking over, looking over what's in the future for you? What are your plans uh, to continue efforts and giving back? And like, what are you looking to do next? Is it, you know, advocacy? Yeah. Is it um, looking for volunteers? Is it looking for sponsors? Yeah. So actually um, a few of all of those things, like for the next year, we have um, a new uh, devotional study starting at my church that they're, they're helping um, sponsor, but then Tough Mission is going to be sponsoring the um, teens during that time. Like, so all the kids during that time. So we have a lot of different events planned. I think there's like 15 or 16. So you know, that's free to the public. It's free to those families. So yeah, we're always asking for donations and looking for people that are willing to um, support monthly as well, because our main goal is to get to that family fund center. So we have a few different avenues that we're exploring, but if we could get a venue, then we can have place for our um, like office stuff. Right now we have, we're paying for storage. I have some stuff at my home. We have some stuff at different board members' homes. And, you know, each time we go and do something, we had to all load it all up, three different vehicles, you know, like to set up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're looking for um, a, one place that we can actually, you know, either partner with somebody, either partner with a business, you know, it, it, whether it's a tax write-off, because we are a 501c3. So different opportunities like that, um, looking for different corporate sponsors as we make those birthday boxes and do those birthday things. Um, what are the counties that you serve? So we're serving Volusia, Seminole, and Orange. Okay. So central, pretty much central Florida. Yeah, central Florida. And then um, what, uh, what is, where can somebody get a hold of you? Like if I, if they wanted to uh, collaborate or maybe they had an idea, what, yeah. I know that tough missions, T-U-F, M-I-S-S-I-O-N.com is your website. How can they navigate around that, um, you know, to be able to kind of disperse the sponsors from volunteers? Do you have different lists there? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you go to toughmission.com, which by the way, just for the, um, for the record, T-U-F-F stands for Team Unbreakable Family Fund. And me and my kids, that's what we call ourselves is Team Unbreakable. So it's Team Unbreakable Family Fund Mission. And so, um, yeah, so that's, you can contact me there. There's different um, avenues. Like, so on the donation platform there, like there is like a little opportunity that you can get on like regular um, monthly, weekly donations or a one-time donation. You can um, actually sort like where you want your donation to go, like to which project you can do that through there. Um, or you can contact me through there. There's a, a few different options. There's a phone number, I think there, um, and that you can contact us. You can text that line for a prayer or reaching out for a tough tote or a birthday box. And I can give you that phone number if you want it. Yeah, you can say it. Go ahead. Okay. It's um, 407-572-4026. And again, that's you can t- um, ask for a tough toe, um, a birthday, if you're looking for a birthday entertainment, um, or, you know, if there's any other questions that you have, you know, or prayer, or, you know, you're struggling with your teen and you just don't really know where to turn and you just need some resources. That's, that's the number you can text. Um, and then through that as well, you can connect us or connect with me through the social media through actually through the website, the Facebook pages connected to the website. So you can do that there too. There's really anything that you need is right there on the website. It's, um, it's being built. And then there's, um, yeah, we're always looking for volunteers and we're looking actually to build the board as well. So people that are, um, interested in, in what the mission is like kind of feeling that same, if they start to feel that same 
passion and pursue that little light that starts to burn and they feel like, Ooh, I, I think I want to get involved with that. Um, we are looking for, you know, different ideas and, um, and just really building up our squad as we plan out the next few years. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if, um, a, a, a conglomerate like um, party <laughs> yeah. city would be able to, to get involved in something like this, you know, especially yeah. because of the mission, um, which I mean, it's, I can remember making, even if I had to work overtime, I was a single mom of five. Mm-hmm. And I remember even if I had to work overtime, sometimes I, I, I hustled, I did home care and hospice, which is not my area. It's not my thing. It's not my niche. And I remember doing it because the money was good. Mm-hmm. And, and with five kids, I, the one day, the only one day that made sense to make the, every effort possible, they would have a special birthday dinner. They would have a special birthday mm-hmm. gift, whatever they wanted. I mean, aside from Christmas and all the other holidays, their birthday to me was like, I didn't like, even now as an adult and working in labor and delivery, I don't even work on my kid's birthday. Yeah. I how special their birth, their birthdays are to me. Yeah, And I can imagine these moms, these poor moms, single, well, let's say single mom, single dads, because now we have both both that aren't able to afford a birthday party. It's so great that they can reach out to you guys. Is there like a special page where you can like put, Hey, this family needs sponsoring. Like if they wanted to do it anonymously. Yeah. So we, and we don't have, if we had some, a family lined up for that, then of course, right now, um, as soon as we've been able to be contacted, we've been able to work some things out, but yeah, we're, we're getting to the point where as we, um, the next year it will be, you know, pushing off a lot of our fundraising efforts and, um, and soliciting for funds, you know, just trying to get some of these things, you know, we can only serve so many people with limited funds. Yeah. Yeah. And and we don't want people to just give if they don't um, feel it in their heart. You know, that's not where and we're not trying to take people from giving into their own organization that they already feel, um, you know, really serves the mission that they feel called to, you know, so we're not trying to like pool people, but if something is like really saying something in their heart, like, wow, I just want to give one birthday box to one family, then yeah, they can do that through um, that website and you can co- actually select and you'll say like, cause we add about a $10 gift to each box. So you can actually just buy the gifts that go in there because the box themselves and the decorations, those are recycled. So that doesn't cost us anything, but that if you want to help awesome. us, if you want to help I, us with the gift, <laughs> that, that is so I I mean like I said it's so it's so inspiring and coming from <clears throat> or being in Florida I should say for the last 11 years I wish that um hospitals especially these, mm-hmm. uh, these bigger tertiary care pediatric hospitals like Advent and um uh, Arnold Palmer I hope and I pray that they are listening that somebody passes this message on to them because this is something that's I mean, definitely needed in a kid's life, you know? Um, and, and look at you. I mean, to think that you healed from all of these things and praise we're God. still able, praise God that you were able praise to hear, heal from all of these things. Mm-hmm. And with a high school or not high school, you said GED. <laughs> yeah, I'm a GED. Like your GED. This is how far, look at how far your GED has gotten you and still going further. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Writing, <laughs> writing proposals for uh, nonprofit <laughs> organizations. Like who would have thought it? Won't God do it? Won't God do it? <laughs> I, that's been like the message of the, the day. If I can do it, you can do it. So, yeah, I, am so I, I am so, so, so 
inspired by you. Aww. And I thank you so much for coming and helping us out and, and to being a, a, a advocate for God's, God's work. Oh, thank you so being much. For having- God bless you for being an earth angel and doing what you do. I, oh. I, it's, it, that's awesome. Thank you so like, much. Thank you for coming on. And to all of those who are listening again, it's tough mission, T U F F M I S S I O N.com. If you want information, if you want to help, if you want to, if you feel inspired to give, or if you have a family that you want to nominate because they need the support and maybe aren't um, able to say it themselves. So thank you for coming on. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in. Wasn't Jessie Ray amazing? She was such a ray of sunshine. I am so excited for her and her mission and her birthday boxes. Such great information. Thank you for joining me in my mission to highlight and showcase 12 amazing individuals who have become earth angels in one form or another. More to come.